Experience worship. True worship. Experience the word. Bringing you wholeness. Experience the warmth of fellowship. Experience wholeness at Lighthouse. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at the Lighthouse. House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthousenergy.org or contact us at info at lighthousenergy.org. The Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny. Starting a new series tonight, uh, we call it the Triumph of Faith series. Uh, so, as we start it out, you're starting with us, and um, we just want to dig into God's Word, um, just uh, strengthen our faith, even at this time that things are happening globally. So, thank you for being part of this service tonight. I titled this. Winning in crisis. Winning in crisis. Winning in crisis. Second Corinthians chapter 3. As we start out tonight. Second Corinthians chapter 3. Uh, we read verses 4 to 8. The word of the Lord says, We have such trust through Christ towards God. Then not that we are sufficient of ourselves, to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. But if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones was so glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? May the Lord bless the reading and hearing of his word tonight in Jesus' name. So we start this series... Um, just looking at it. You know, when it comes to the subject of it, uh, believers have different perspectives towards it. What is this faith that we're going to be talking about, the triumph of this faith? Simply defined is believing God. Faith, simply defined, is believing God. Your ability, my ability to believe in God. And in this case, for us who are believers in Christ, our ability to believe in God, His Word, His nature, because right in His Word is where His nature is revealed. Uh, God is truth. God is love. God is faithful. So, our ability... Believe him, just like he has said. So, 
faith to many people uh, is an abstract thing. So that's a school of thought. I don't know who was saying that, that uh, there was a book. I, I, I didn't finish the book quite. Christian atheists. In other words, people believe that there is God, but they are limited in their believing. So they believe that God can heal, but he cannot heal them. They believe God can prosper people, but he cannot prosper them. So they are Christian atheists. So some people run their faith work that way. They see faith as an abstract thing. Some other people see the subject of faith as when things are going right only. So they just look at it from the perspective of the bright side of life. And we even have songs around here in Africa. I mean, I know go suffer, I know go bread for bread. God of me, they go. Now my papa, so the day things are not work is no more the God of miracles. Can I have an amen tonight? So faith for them is just the bright side of life. Some other people, they see the subject of faith as just willpower. 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 I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. But it's not by power. It's not by might. But by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Some other people see the subject of faith. This category of people, they are all believers. They see the subject of faith from my own point of view. So when they are talking, they are not talking the scripture. They are talking so well, uh, even though the Bible may say this, but me, this is what I believe. No, it's not our point of view. So faith is simply believing God in entirety. Whether his word, whether you think that that is the Old Testament, which is a shadow of things to come, we still believe it because we see him walking in the lives of people in the Old Testament. And then right all through to the silent years, and then the New Testament where we are, where we are living in more, but we believe that God is the one who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Can I have an amen? amen? Having said that, as a kind of introductory, I want you to please understand, because what I want, I think one of the problems of the charismatic is for us not having balance. Balance. So, um, you need to have balance in your faith. Because a lot of the time, people swing into stupidity or utopia. No, you have to have a balance. We live, and this is the balance, we live in a broken world. So, everyone will have, or will have had, or will have, moment of crisis in life. That's the balance. You must have that balance, that perspective. No one prays for them. No one, def- I mean, wants crisis to happen to them. No. But it's an inevitable thing in this life. People face losses every day. The loss of a job. The loss of business opportunity. People fail exams. People lose their loved ones. 
lose their spouses. They lose their kids. People lose their marriages. So, that's the reality of life. The crisis of life comes to every one of us. As a matter of fact, the Bible compares our lives as we are, we are building. It says the rain falls, the storm comes, the rain descended, the storm will happen, but he said the strength of those two buildings under those different circumstances is tested at the time of crisis. So for one whose house is built on the rock, there is, I mean, that house stands still through that stormy period. The one who is built with all just natural substances. He said, I've recorded in Luke chapter 6, great is the fall of that house. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. So, like we learned. So, when crisis of, of life hits, what happened? It's a question of perspectives. Just like that cup of water. Somebody will say it's half full. Another person will say it's half empty. So, it is our posture, our outlook that determines whether we go under the crisis of life or we rise above them. Can I have an amen tonight? I'm trying to lay this foundation gradually. In Romans chapter 4 verse 5, Romans 4 verse 5, I want us to read some couple of scriptures to support what I've just said. Romans chapter 4, verse 5. Say, but to him who does not walk, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. So, in Christ's time, we believe God. In the good times, we believe God. In the ugly times, we believe God. In not so palatable moments, we believe God. Because it is not by works. I will say one of the works that usually happen to people when crisis hit, the loss of a loved one. Some people will refuse to eat. Some people will, receive, will refuse to sleep. Even though we are feeling that loss, but at that time, that's not the time not to sleep. Because we are drained up emotionally. Can I have an amen tonight? Yeah. It's actually the time to eat, maybe not a big quantity, but to be able to rest so that our energy is rejuvenated. Can I have an amen tonight? Yeah. When crisis hit, it destabilizes our system. It destabilizes our mind. So, Romans 4-5 says, But to him who does not walk, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Psalm 34. Psalm 34. We read from um, verse um, 17. Psalm 34. We read from verse 17. If you can open to your own Bible, I want you to please follow me in that reading so that you you understand it. He said, the righteous cries out, from verse 17, the righteous cries out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Can you see? So trouble is part of life. It hits. The degree may be different from one person to another. 
But what really I'm pointing out at this point is that our perspective is what makes the difference. Whether we are going under that crisis or we are riding, using them as, as, as waves to solve them to victory. It says, it says here that the righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivered them out of all their troubles. He said the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. So crises do happen, broken hearts. He said, and save such as have a contrite spirit. That is a spirit, um, the spirit man positioned to believe God, even at such crises. The Bible says in verse 19, I don't know how your Bible, old Bible read that. It, it says, few are the afflictions. Can I have a response tonight? I just want to know. So many. How much is many? Many. So it doesn't mean that if you don't have it in one season, you may not have it in another season. But see, our perspective must be in and out of season that we believe God. Can I have an amen tonight? He said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, not of the sinners. The righteous, those who have right standing in God. So sometimes we've been taught that when things begin to happen to us, is it that we have sin in our life? Not necessarily. Can I have a, a, a witness tonight? I said, can I have a witness tonight? Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of few of them. Them all. And then that's not only the deliverance that comes. He says he guards all his bones. And not one of them is broken. Not one of them is broken. And he says, evil shall slay the wicked, and those who rate the righteous shall be condemned. But the Lord will redeem the soul of his servants. And none of those who trust him shall be condemned. Can I have an amen to that? Amen. Romans chapter 8. At least let me give you uh, a New Testament perspective. So you see that it runs through the Bible. But we can win. In fact, we are designed to win in crisis. Can I have an amen? amen. Romans chapter 8. Verse 35 to 39. It says, Who shall separate us? Romans 8 35. From the love of Christ. It says, And he now listed certain things that represent crisis in this world. He says, Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? If you look at what is happening globally, you can fix it in one of these indexes. He said, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. And we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, is that in your Bible? Yet in all, it didn't say some of these things. Yet in all these things, we are, not we are going to be after the crisis, we are already more than conquerors. Inbuilt in us is the capacity to withstand and go through it. Can I have an amen? amen. Please say with me tonight, I will not go under. Any life, under any life crisis, I will triumph in Christ Jesus. So, he said in all this thing, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And you know, because that recognition came from Apostle Paul. In verse 38, he says, 
I am persuaded. I am persuaded that neither death, that's the height of anything we can all think about. But he said, neither death. So whether I'm dead, whether I am alive, no angels, nobody can persuade me otherwise. No principality, cheap, they can't persuade me otherwise. No powers, no. No things present, no things to come. So whether we can see them, whether animate or inanimate, whether it's visible or not visible, you know, sometimes we, walk all, we watch all those ciphers and they are saying to you something that will happen in 2036 or 2050 or 2080 in the world to come. But Paul is saying that even before we get there, not the things that are present, nor the things to come shall separate us, shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Can I have an amen? amen. Job 35. Verses 9 to 10. Just to let you know, everyone may have had or will still experience moments of crisis in life. No one prays for them. But for those of us who are believers in Christ, we have been equipped. Just like a plane has been equipped to fly through the clouds, to fly through turbulence. No matter how the turbulence may be, a turbulence don't bring planes down. Can I have an Amen. So the next time you take a flight and it's as if everything is splitting apart, just relax, sip your drink. You are not coming down. That's the same way. We have, he said, he has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. Can I have an amen today? So Job 35, this was the experience of one man. After he has seen, I mean, he, he, re, he reviews from verse Job 19 when he says, I know my Redeemer liveth. So his confession about this God changed. He says in verse 9 and 10, he said, But no, he said, because of the multitude of oppressions, what do, did Job did? He cried out. He cried out for help because of the harm of the mighty. Verse 10 says, But no one says, where is God my maker who gives song in the night? He gives songs in the night. So, many have wrongly believed that when you are walking in the will of God, it suggests a crisis-free life. In fact, Paul says something somewhere. He said, I fought the beast at Ephesus. Paul says something in the peril of false brethren. In the peril of harm robbers. In the peril, he said he was beaten several times. We will get into it in this series. He said in hunger, he wasn't fasting, but he had nothing to, to eat at certain season. He said in fasting, he was forced to fast. But he said all these things, he said many are the afflictions of the righteous, David said. David can help us because David had, had an experiential knowledge. So, Many have wrongly believed that when we are walking in the will of God, it suggests a crisis-free life. But no, the storm of life blows constantly. It can blow against our boats. But in Christ Jesus, there is always what? A way out. A way out. A way out. In Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I think I'm laying a good foundation tonight for weeks to come. We'll just speak different aspects of our lives. 
and we see. First Corinthians chapter 10, uh, I read verses 12 to 14. He said, Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heal, lest he falls. Verse 13 says, No temptation. Can you read with me tonight? No temptation. I said, No temptation. As overtaking you. Except such as is common to man. Can you see it yourself? So there is no crisis of life. It's common to man. It's common to man. People face losses every day. It's common to man. But for you and I, you know what I love about that verse of scripture? It said, but. 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 So, crisis may hit. It may not hit. But if it hits, God is faithful. God is faithful. He never abandons his own. He said, God is faithful. I'm not saying with this message tonight that you should be expecting crisis. No, that's not, that's not winning. Eh? But you are equipped to face it when it hits. That's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm emphasizing. But God is faithful. Who will not allow? So what we think is even crisis to us, is insignificant. How do you use that word? Tessima. How do you use such that word that comes? Infinitesima with God. Because he will not allow you and I to be tempted. To be tempted beyond what we are able. So God knows the capacity in you. He knows the capacity in me. There are certain things that maybe Lala will face that if you fail it, face it, you are gone. Like Hasnah people, you are just gone. Gone now for life. There are some people who cannot live in Nigeria. They will die within two weeks. Can you, can you understand? I want to extend it. But you are equipped to live here. Yeah. You may not accept it, but that's the truth. You are equipped to live here. He said, he will not allow you to be tempted. Be beyond what you are able and then even when you are in the midst of it, with the temptation, it will always make a way of escape. You know, most of the time, hmm, for us who are believers, we've reduced this to just sexual sins. Fornication and adultery. That's what we reduce this scripture to. Boom. But when storms of life come, God will never allow you and I to be faced with something we cannot handle. And then with all those things that looks like storm to us, it will make a way of escape. That you will build resilience. That's the strength of character. There are things that we all go through that stretches us. Many, but it stretches us. It builds the strength of character in us. He said, Job says, none ask about the Lord God my maker. Who give me a song in the, in the night hour? So he must have faced night hours. And there were things that happened to him during his own night hour. David was equipped way ahead before he saw Goliath. Can I have an amen tonight? You know, this is a kind of message that we don't usually hear. But the truth is that in the event of this global crisis, I will, I will show you something very soon from the scripture. God is empowering us as his people 
so that the comfort that we have received in the season of our own life, we may be able to comfort other people. Can I have an amen? Amen. You know somebody is somewhere out in this city who says he's planning to commit suicide. And then by the time you listen to that person and say, ah, this one. Ah, I remember last year. Yeah, really. If you, if you go through that and you are still here, then what am I faced with that I want to commit suicide? I know they commit suicide. Give me a barangapujare. That's the way these things are. For us who are believers, there is a way of escape that we will be able to bear whatever it is. But he says something in verse 14. He said, therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. In other words, for us to be equipped in this level, we must not allow any other thing to take the place of God in our life. Praise God. As I praise the Lord. So, for the victorious child of God, we are able to handle life crises. We are able to allow the greater one to live big inside of us and manifest himself outwardly. We are able to see things from God's perspective. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, you know, that's one crisis that a whole lot of people are afraid uh, to. People run away from the subject of death. Everybody run away from it. I mean, I, I've seen it over and over again. Uh-huh. A believer passes, and then everybody is broken at it. They are asking questions. Even you, you think people, you think that their faith is that they are asking questions. So where is God? What is our hope of living? Uh, if this person can die, then anybody can die. You know, they, and we begin to express, go on and on. I'm not saying that we won't miss the, um, our loved one. But what I'm saying simply here tonight is that there is a posture that we can face. Do you know that when crisis hit, especially death, nobody, no human being in this world that can comfort you is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. Honestly. Honestly. No matter what people say. I mean, a friend of mine lost his wife some weeks back. No, months back. And we've been on it. Since we buried her, I've never visited him. I want to, but hey, I couldn't. In fact, I still thought about him this morning. He came to me just now as I'm preaching. So, I will have to work it out. I mean, give it to everybody. They love you. The moment they bury the person, the crowd reduces. And then, it's now where your faith is. Praise God. So look at it in 2 Corinthians 1. It says, for we know. So there must be that knowing that God is with us in the crisis of life. He said, for he has said, Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, he has said, he himself has said, he will never leave us nor forsake us. He said, so that we may boldly say. So he said something, and then we can boldly also say. He said, for we know that if a hardly house, this tent is destroyed or dissolved, we have a building from God. A house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So it's not built with these, our blocks. So it's a perspective. 
that death is not an end. It's a perspective that physically we may not be able to see this person, but this person has gone into our future. It's a perspective. I mean, for anyone here, I don't think that you believe that. Once somebody dies, he has gone. There's nothing like talking to the dead. There's nothing like you see the person is instructing you in dreams. It's just figment of people's imagination. It's just figment. It may, if care is not taken, when people follow that, you may, be, you may be transacting with familiar spirits. If you dream about your loved one who is dead, it's because you're thinking about them. Because the Bible says, through multitude of business comes the dream. So, in this we groan, because Christ is here, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our own habitation, which is from heaven. I, don't, I want to be clothed, just like I don't know about you. I don't want to be paying that power bill. I don't want to be paying school fees. I don't want to be paying house rent. Praise God. I don't want to bother myself with Ashwebi. I don't want to bother myself with somebody upset that I didn't show up for their event. I'm just helping you to break it down. Crisis of life comes, oh. Praise God. Verse 5. He said, now who has prepared us for this very thing is God. Who has also given us the spirit as a guarantee. More than guarantee trust bank. So, because we have the spirit of God in our hearts, in our spirit man, to help us through life as our teacher, counselor. He said we are confident, always confident, knowing that while we are at home in this body, we are just absent from the Lord. Can I have an amen? amen. I, know, I know you will be quiet. Because it's something that people, if our people will say at prayer meeting, eh, untimely death. Eh, I'm not saying that there is no, I mean, there may be some things like that. They say, everybody say back to sender. You see, the same Bible that we carry, Hebrews 9.25, it says it is appointed, 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 appointed for a man to die once. It is appointed. It is appointed. It's not 925. What is that? But it's there somewhere, about 927 or so. Yeah, 927. To die once. So there is nothing like uh, somebody died in Lagos. They saw him at Ifeb. Hmm. I, I know that there are, there are things that people believe. But you see, for you, we are saying now, because I define faith. Some people is their point of view. Some people is their willpower. Some people is just a figment of their imagination. That's what they regard as faith. But faith is absolute trust in God, in his word, in his promises, which are yes and amen for us in Christ Jesus. It simply suggests that if the Bible says it, we believe it, and that settles it concerning us. You know, people believe in uh, Anyamo, their own definition of destiny. Uh, serara, serara, whatever. Whatever we be, we be, we be. No. 
we are his workmanship. That's, that's our posture of destiny. To him he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. See, these are things that we need to... I mean, Paul says something. Job said it, Job 14, 14. He said that we wait. All the days, this day of my staying here, they are the days of hard service, but I will wait till my own change comes. Can I have an amen tonight? So for the victorious child of God, we can settle things. And please, there is nothing that we are looking for that the world hasn't provided for. Galatians 3, 13 to 14. He said, Christ has redeemed us. It's not that he's going to redeem us. It's not that when we have crisis, that is when he's looking for that raw material. He has redeemed us. The reason why people don't believe it is they are not even aware what he has redeemed us from. He has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So what is the curse of the law? Sin, sickness, and poverty. Every problem in this world, in this world as we are, is tied around those three things. So for Christ has redeemed us from it. Because why? He said cost is the one. Cost is the one. So he paid the ultimate. Father. He said that the blessing, not that the cost. That the blessing, that the blessing, that the blessing, not the cost again. If you don't understand that, if we are not settling that, we will be looking for something that is not lost. Can I have an amen tonight? And Galatians 2.20 also mentioned it. We are crucified. It's a principle of identification. We are crucified with Christ. It is no longer us who lives. So there is just something that happens when life hits. A lot of the time, where we direct our attention, when life crisis hits, it matters a lot. Some people are looking for who they know, who can help who they know to bear them out. But we need to first look to the author of our salvation. Can I have an amen? amen. So if the author of your salvation, I'll say, call this person. It's a different ball game. It means that person has been positioned to help through that phase of your life. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So, the work of faith, this work, work, W-A-L-K, is actually winning in crisis. That's the work. Because why? The victory is already won. So, we are working in the reality of that victory. And we are not trying to gather things. You know, a lot of the times, if we are not sure, we will be thinking that we, there is still something to do, something to do. The only thing to do is to believe. Put your trust in what the word of God says. That helps us through crisis of life. Amen? You know what crisis does? It brings us shame. That's what it does, Abby. It hides under shame. But the truth is that we won in the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 and 58. 15, 57 and 58. 1 Corinthians 15, he said, but thanks be to God. Ha! Can you see? Can you see? Thanks be to God. And I mean, I can't speak English much, but when you are reading and you just suddenly 
find the word but. It means whatever you read in the prefix, that but has changed the meaning completely. But thanks be to God. Who gives us? He's not going to give us. He gives us the victory. How? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. As a result of that victory, Paul was encouraging us. He said, we as beloved brethren, be what? Steadfast. Steadfast. Immovable. I'll pick on those words the next time. Steadfast, immovable, always abandoned. Not some. So, in other words, don't leave a loose hand. Always abandoned in the work of the Lord. Knowing that your labor is not in vain. Your labor in this world, labor in the word of God is not in vain. God is not going to abandon you. Whether you are having it good at this time, you are not having it good, is right there. Cry out to him for help. Walk in the consciousness. Like your, rest your shoulder. God is for you. God is not against you. So he said, thanks be to God who has given us that victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Say, abandoning the work of the Lord. I love, I love AMPC. Say, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord. Knowing and being continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile. God will never mismanage our life. Everything you do in this kingdom is not wasted. Is not. Is not. It can't. Not only in this world, that's what the word of God says, but even in the one to come. Can I have an amen tonight? What am I saying tonight? No one likes crises, but they do happen. You know that even the temptations that we talk about, or the Bible talked about, you know there are three kinds of temptations. Eh? Number one, the one you fall into. You are not aware, you just fall into it. But you walk on, you walk out. Second category of temptation, the one that came looking for you. That's why in Yoruba transition, issue is called Belisi. Uh, you don't, you don't, uh, it's Belisi. You are just on your own. It comes meet you to come do something. That's the one that came looking for you. The third one is the one that you deliberately walk into. Everything is telling you. Red light, he said, no, going, proceeding, cocoon, no fear. So, three kinds of temptation. But no matter that category, please, look at what 1 John 4, 1 John 5, verses 4 and 5 says. This is not a license eh, to indulge in whatever. No. I mean, you can't. Uh, they, they, there's one proverb that says um, you can't use the the rope from uh, plantain stock uh, to go and be climbing. You can't say that uh, the Lord is good, the Lord is good. He will keep his angel charge about me. And then you just open your card 
car while the car is on the highway. You just open the car. That's why he will keep his angel charge over me. Okay. He will indeed keep his angel charge over you because he will allow us to pay you visitation at Bobby. Praise God. First John 5. He said, whatever is born of God. Does what? Yeah. And he said, this is the victory that has overcome the world. Even what? Our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So, there are three things there that I want you to please take note of. You are born of God. Secondly, you are an overcomer in this world. Thirdly, your action must match with that scripture. You are born of God. You are born of God. So, in closing tonight, let me define what crisis is. Crisis is a time of difficulty. Crisis is a time of difficulty. A time of trouble. A time of danger. That's crisis. So, a time of difficulty, it can be intense, it can be mild. A time of trouble, and then a time of danger. What does God always want for us in his world? Third John 2, he said, he wished above all things that we prosper and be in hell. So, God always wants health. He wants peace for us. He wants us to live well. So, when crisis hit, our perspective must be focused on where God wants us to be. And that's a place of peace. A place of peace. Because in the time of crisis, we need to make decisions. Either to die or to recover. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. So, in closing, please understand that this world is not perfect. But crisis reading. And that has been since the fall of man. And we can see that happening to many people. Life do happen to people. It shapes their destiny. It controls their life. There are people who have crisis consistently in their lives. And it has led to defeat. It has led to shame, sorrow, weariness, disappointment. Some people have even slipped into depression. Some people have been caged. They feel inadequate about themselves. Inadequate about their ability, inadequate about their life generally. They think that there is no way. That's why Proverbs 12 24 says, Anxiety of heart will cause depression, but a good word will make it glad. A good word, a good word in the Lord. In Proverbs 15 13, the Bible talks about it. Proverbs 15 13, Proverbs 15 13. Let's read what the Bible says. Proverbs 15, 13. A merry heart makes what? A cheerful countenance. A merry heart. A merry heart. It didn't say a happiness mind. Or a happiness and no, a merry heart. So that joy that flows from me, it makes a, a cheerful countenance. But by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is what? It's broken. A glad heart makes a happy face. A broken heart Crushes the spirit. Crushes the spirit. Crushes the spirit. And the last one is Isaiah 54. The Bible talks about weariness. Weariness. So crisis put 
people in position of defeat, in position of shame, in position of sorrow, weariness, disappointment, depression, inadequacies. But he says, a word in season, we always come to the one who is weary. Can I have an amen? amen. So when crisis hits, it usually knocks people. First, people flat to the ground. Never to rise again. But for you and I, we cannot remain in despair. We rise. We rise. We rise. I love that song. It's a rising from the ashes. Jesus, when he preached the gospel, he said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news. So the word of the Lord to us as believers is that we can rise through the crisis of life. Can I have an amen tonight? Amen. So whatever the crisis of life as we close, it should be used as the stepping stone into climbing our own ladder of success. We are not Christianity. We are not. We are believers. Say with me tonight, I am a believer. I am not a doubter. I believe God. I believe his word. I believe his word. And his word will strengthen me through life in Jesus' name. So we must project that right perspective. Second Corinthians, let's read together chapter 1. That's my last scripture for the day. Second Corinthians chapter 1. Can we read verses uh, 3 to 11 together? 1, 2, 3, go. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our crises, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble, with the comfort which, which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Now, if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for enduring the same suffering which we also suffer. For if we are comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope for you is steadfast because we know that as you are partakers of the suffering so also you will also partake of the consolation for we do not want you to be ignorant brethren of our what? He didn't say our success only our trouble can we read on one, two, three, go trouble in which came to us in Asia that we were burdened beyond measure above strength so that we despaired even of life. Yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raised the dead, who delivered us from so-called a great death, and so does deliver us, in whom we trust, and he will still deliver us. And you are also helping together in prayer for us, that many, many persons on behalf for the gifts granted to us through many. Can you see? Stand with me tonight. Let's pray. I just want us to pray for one another. I believe that God has brought us 
into open white spaces. That's the word that the Holy Spirit used upon my heart. He has brought our church community into open white spaces uh, in the area of our work with God, our family, our career, our businesses. Can we just pray for one another tonight? You want to hold the hand of someone as I begin to pray from Job chapter 5. Let's pray over you tonight. Let's pray for one another. Job chapter 5 from verse 8 all through to 87, 27. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray for you, my brother. I pray for you, my sister. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I thank God for your life. I thank God for his plan. I pray over you tonight that you will continually seek God and your God will be the master over the course of your life. The one who searches great things and unsearchable and is unsearchable. Marvelous things without numbers. The Lord our God will give rain on your life. This message is brought to you by the Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2 slash 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenergy.org for more.